Hello and welcome to Grace Church Vienna. Today, Ibuola Fazan has prepared a sermon about the superiority of grace over law, based on the Bible passage in Acts 15:1-30. Why is it more important to know God's heart and intention than blindly following certain rules and laws? See that there are sometimes is a difference of human misinterpretation of such rules and what God really wants, and that it is important to know God in order to follow His heart. Now, this is Ola. Good morning once again, everybody. You are welcome to today's office. And uh, before we listen to the word of God, I always like to pray. Because the preacher is always a novice. It's only God that can give direction. Father Lord, we want to listen to your words. And we pray thee that you come and preach this sermon yourself, Lord. Give your son direction. Inspire him so that the listener can understand and be useful in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Uh, as you see, as you might have seen, the, the theme of today's service, uh, preaching is superiority of, of grace over law. Superiority of grace that we enjoy over any law. Ah. Uh, our Bible reading for today shall be found in the Act of Apostles, chapter 15, verses 1 to 30. Act of Apostles, 15, 1 to 30. The council at Jerusalem. Certain people came down from Judea to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you are circumcised. According to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Barnabas into a sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and the elders about this question. The shock sent Sorry, the shop said them on their way as they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria. They, they told our Gentiles had been converted. These names made all the believers very glad. When they came to Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders to whom they reported everything God has done through them. Five. Then some of the believers who belonged to, to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, The Gentile must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses. The apostles and the elders met to consider the, this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and addressed them, Brothers, you know that some time ago, God made the choice among you that the Gentiles might hear from my lips the message of the gospel and believe. God, who knows the earth, showed that he accepted them by giving the Holy Spirit to them, just as he did to us. He did not discriminate between us and them. 
For he purified their hearts by faith. Now then, why do you want to try, try to test God? By putting him on the necks of the Gentiles a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors have been able to bear. No, we believe it is through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that we are saved, just as they are. Twelve. The whole assembly became silent as they listened to Barnabas and Paul, telling about the signs and wonders God has done among the Gentiles through them. When they finished James spoke up. Brothers, he said, listen to me. Simon has described out to us how God has intervened to choose a people for his name from the Gentiles. The word of the prophets are in agreement with this as it is written. After this, I will return and rebuild David. Falling tents. It is ruins I will rebuild and restore, I will restore it. 17. That the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who bear my name, says the Lord, who does these things, things known from long ago. 19. It is my judgment, therefore, that we should not make it difficult for Gentiles who are turning to God. Instead, we should write to them, telling them to abstain from food polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from the meat of strangled animal, and from the blood, for the law of Moses has been preached in every city, from the earliest time, and is read in the synagogue on every Sabbath. 22. The council's letter to the Gentile believers the then apostle and elders with the old church decided to shoot some of their own men and send them to Antioch with Barnabas, Paul and Barnabas. The shoot Judas called Barshabas and Silas, men who were leader among the believers. With them, they sent them the following letter. The apostle and the elder, your brothers, to the Gentile believers in Antioch and Syria, and Sicilia greetings. We have heard that some went out from us without our authorization and disturbed you, troubling your mind by what they said. So we all agreed to shoot some men and send them to you with our dear friends, Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are sending Judas and Silas to confirm by the word of mouth what we are written seem good to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. You are to abstain from food sacrifice to idols, from blood, from the meat of strangled animal, and from sexual immorality. You will do well to avoid this thing. Fear well. So then, so the men were sent off and went down to Antioch, where they gathered the church together and delivered the letter. May the Lord bless his words. Amen. Amen. Um, 
The bone of contention on this passage is circumcision. And the Jews did not take it kindly if you are not circumcised. I remember when I was reading uh, my daily devotion, I read the portion where David said to the Philistine, you are uncircumcised. You know, it was God that gave the commandment to Abraham. I even read that our father Abraham was circumcised at the age of 99. And I could imagine if somebody could be circumcised at the age of 99, how painful it would be. When I had my first son, we went to Dr. Grissan in the Dutch Grammar to circumcise him. Before, because circumcision is always done when the baby is young, so that the pain may be minimal, and it will quickly heal as they are growing up. In the night, my son cannot sleep. My wife took the baby and put it on my chest. You want to kill my son? You are wicked. I told you not to circumcise him. I was shivering. Oh, my God. Will I kill my own son? My first born? My first fruit? So, my wife was troubled because, in our way, she hasn't seen any circumstances I child before. I applied little technique, I know. I put oil, anointing oil, massage it, and I prayed to God. So, he was able to sleep. So, the third day, she did, and because my husband was, uh, <laughs> she doesn't take no for answer, she called the doctor. Why so wicked? You want to kill my son? He cannot sleep. He cries every time. <laughs> so the doctor has to explain everything. That it is the first day that is very difficult for the. But after some day, he will get over. Thank God, we applied some medicine. He was able to sleep. The second day was lesser than the first day. The third day was better. <laughs> so it keep on better. So later, when my son grew up now, I told him the story. How your mother molested me with your circumcision. So I can imagine when somebody is 99 years old and is being circumcised, how painful it will be. But the law, the law of God must be obeyed. So, seeing all these things that the Holy Spirit was moving among the Gentiles because the Jew uh, referred to the Gentiles as unclean. On uh, circumcised person meat is not clean physically, spiritually to the Jews. But how can we, when the elders see this, and these people were full of Holy Spirit, so some Jews, they cannot sit on the table with the Jews to eat because they believe they are unclean people. So, the this the leader of the leadership of the church they decided in their own wisdom, though through the power of the Holy Spirit, they were able to not to bother the Gentiles about it. But the congregation were not still satisfied with the explanations. So they still want them to be circumcised. So do you know the irony of this circumcision? It is God that gave the Israelites that they should obey this law. And in the book of Matthew 5, 17 to 18, 
Jesus says, do not think I have come to abolish the law or the prophet. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. It is basically theological debate. And the outcome represented at the church for it. When Jesus Christ came, it's not come to, it's not come to abolish any law. So that means, if we look at it, the law that we must be circumcised, must be sacrificed. We must obey it. But in another one, in another way, it looks like a confusing issues. When Jesus Christ came, not to abolish any law, but to make it into fulfillment. So, and this thing arose. But do you remember that when Jesus Christ was to be crucified, when he was bidding his uh, disciple farewell, he said, I'm going, but I will send you a comforter. A comforter that will be in your midst, that will give you direction. And this is the comforter that the elders use in abolish this law. In the book of Matthew 28, 18 says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, All power is given to, unto me in heaven and earth. And in modern world, English translated, Jesus came to tell them that, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven. And you quickly remember in the book of Genesis, when the world was created, Jesus, there was nothing created without Jesus Christ's knowledge. And he has been given power and authority. And this is not contradicting when he says, I have come not to abolish any law or prophets. And now he has been given all the authority and power. In, in a society, there are something we call power of necessity. If it happens... You don't need to resort to House of Parliament to vanalize it. A president or a prime minister can decide if it is a matter of urgency on its own before resorting to Parliament. So, this issue of circumcision of the, of the, of the Gentiles, now, since the law says every firstborn must be sacrificed, and Jesus Christ himself say, they say thereafter, I have come not to abolish any law. But in another passage, he said, I have power to do, I have authority over everything in a nutshell. So, if we are trying to look at it, we say, is this not contradicting? The Gentile must be circumcised. Yes. But in another way, in some country, also, this worldly world, position are being reviewed every periodically to taste to the modern uh, living. They will, there are some committee in parliament that their duty is to review the constitution, where it lacks, where it's adopted to remodify. So the culture of the Gentiles, are, they are not to used to circumcision. The culture of the Jews, they must be circumcised. Even in the Bible, when the Isaac was not, they, they did not quickly circumcise Isaac, he was nearly killed until the mother intervened. So, what I'm trying to emphasize here today is that 
the, the grace, the mercy of the law is superior to any law. When the spirit of our Lord abounds in us, we may disagree, but we will later resolve the issue in a peaceful way that both parties will be satisfied. To the Jews, they will never sit on the same table with the Gentiles on the table, dining table because they, are, they believe them unclean. So, do you know how this issue was resolved? It was resolved by the power of Comforter, Holy Spirit, which Jesus Christ himself sent. It was God that established the law, and his son said, he's not coming to abolish any law, but the Comforter, Jesus Christ said, we will be with you, give you a sense of direction. Later came, and all these three power, Holy Spirit, God, they are the same. God himself knew that this law would be too burdening to, um, to the Gentiles. He can even not giving them, I mean, encouragement to follow God. Say, this God is too hard to worship. It's pain. But Jesus Christ said, my yoke are not heavy. <laughs> so my burden is less. So God, in his own image, in his own wisdom, decided to give what they call prerogative to some people. And that is why he said in his book that I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. So this is the mercy, is the grace the Gentiles enjoy. The wave, they call it wafer. They wave it for them. So that they will know that the gospel of Jesus Christ is not hard, it's light, it's not heavy, it's not a burden, it's not a yoke. See how God is his finishing message. Can meet our needs at any point, at a particular point, with a special grace that we enjoy. Because we who have to say we should count a sinner, who is who can raise up a sign that is free. In as much as we are still breathing, we are a sinner. We sin every day. Even by our thoughts or by our actions. So, we are, there is no how we can perfect. There is no how we can please God. It's only God that can give us the grace to enjoy his, great, uh, his greatness in our life. And how this salvation happens. You know, body is just a mere something. Everything we want to do in this life center on our heart. And heart is the center of the body. It is in our heart and mind, some say mind, that we decide on many things we want to decide upon. And that is why we say, if Jesus Christ did not enter your heart, the heart is the most difficult things to convince people. It's only God that can enter into one's heart. And even some stubborn people, some Bible parents say it is those who God loves he has chosen. And those he has chosen, he has glorified. So if God loves you and calls you into his sight, you will enjoy the grace. Things will be easier for you. I like, I like to make myself an example. 
I have my first daughter, it was through cesarean bed. I have the second one, it was through cesarean bed. I was looking for a boy again. <laughs> I have the third one. When I went to have the third one, my wife was heavily pregnant. We got to the hospital, the doctor said they have to remove her, what do they call it, photo or wound something with that? They have to remove it after she might have delivered. Why? Because she can contact some diseases. The nurse assistant to the doctor was a, I'm not, was a gay, but turned to a woman. In my mind, I say, you people, you cannot decide for me. I say, doctor, you know, so we should sign. I say, well, I'm not going to sign. You are not removing anything. He said, what if bacteria? So I let bacteria come first. We know how to deal with bacteria. He was advising us, blah, blah, blah. I said, no. I've said this story before for the people that never heard it. I said, okay, you cannot. So the sign, the fourth child was through cesarean birth. The second one was automatically. The third one would be cesarean birth. But as I've been giving my life to God, I gave everything to him. I left everything for him to do, to decide, to direct, to motivate me. We prayed together with my wife. I came to the church. I told some people. We prayed. We joined faith together. The doctor booked 6 a.m. for the operation to be done. They went to sleep in the night. The labor came. They couldn't see the doctor because the doctor already assigned her for operation at 6 o'clock a.m. So already the baby was already out between her legs. So she couldn't walk. Something fluid came out. Coming out. So a, a, a midwife saw her. Ah, you are about to... The baby head is already almost out. So God used the nurse to put, take my wife to the labor room. Just tell her, push. Push. A woman that has cesarean two times, the third time, the second, the third one was pushed through the power of Holy Spirit. So God wants to show us that mortal man cannot decide for us. It's only him that can decide. We had this child. The doctor, the nurse woke the doctor up. She was angry. Why did you do that? Do you want to cost me my job? Blah, blah, blah. The doctor said, sorry, my wife was crying because my wife doesn't like any problem. They called me. I say, whatever they want to do, they should do it. The bottom line is that you have given birth normal. So we are going to, <laughs> I'm going to give the testimony in the church. I say, anybody can query, uh, can be angry after that, but the will of God are prevailed in your life. So we had the child. What I'm, what, why I'm referring to this issue is because grace we enjoy if we trust in God, if we believe in Him. The Holy Spirit will intercede on our behalf, even when you are not there. Like people with children, you are not always with your children wherever they are. They may climb up, they may do something that is dangerous. If parents are there, you will shout. But you are not there. Who is there with them? The God you are serving. Is there. This is what I'm trying to emphasize that the Gentiles, they are not worthy in the eyes of the Israel, but they enjoy grace from God. God give them grace to abolish law. 
some country, because of certain issue, they may waive people without visa, and that person will get the opportunity. They will just enact one law. You say somebody from social year to social year, you have to give them work permit. So one just fall into the grace. God himself is not a, he doesn't fear man, but what, we want to, what I want you to even understand today is that God is always merciful. If we serve him with our heart. We see the four conditions he gave to the Gentiles. They should not eat idol food, strangled food, indulge in sexual immorality. So, if you can do that, since you have received the power of the Holy Spirit, Come on, everything in this year. You did not go the circumcised circumcision of cutting the foreskin. That is very difficult. Because as an elderly person, it will not heal on time. It may take months. We some people identify some say is unhealthy, some say it's healthy. So you have realized that most false Christians we are Jews. They have grown up in that culture that they devoted to Mosaic law. But God he is saying that the law was something no one could ever obey perfectly. It is very, it is a very heavy yoke. But when Jesus showed up, he called out to the world, come unto me, all you labor and are heaven laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, from I'm gentle and lonely in health, and you will find the rest of rest of for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my body is light. What I'm trying to prove to us is that God will never give us something that we cannot bear. Anything that happens, God knows to eat. So the yoke of Jesus Christ, the our God, you are serving, is light. That is why God will never say something and say he did not say it. Since he said, my, Jesus Christ himself has said, clarify everything. He said, come unto me, ye that heavy lady. I will give you rest. So by so doing, he cannot give the Gentiles another body to be bearing. And Gentiles have faith. They believe the gospel. Their hearts have been cleansed by faith. In the culture that emphasizes cleanliness in order to come before God. Peter is saying these Gentiles are perfectly clean. God has cleansed their heart by faith. Freedom from yoke and body. Jesus has set the Gentiles free from the yoke of circumcision. That is to say, we have set right with the Holy Spirit. Bears witness to the truth in our heart. Let us look at the verse 28 to 29. To Jerusalem draft a letter and send it to the Gentile believer. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than this requirement, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood, from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourself from this, you will do well, fear well. 
So, do you know something that's happened there? There was no disagreement. There was, there is always power of agreement when the Holy Spirit resides in us. We may have differences, but whenever we come together to pray to God, we'll be surprised that the way these differences will be resolved will be so, we just don't understand. You that way, I will never accept this is the way the church you run now. This I will say, me, I may so, so, so. But the, God, the way God will pacify you, you will be calm. Because Holy Spirit will never reside in a fleeting places. It's only in a clean and utter. And God can mold our hearts to be submissive. We remember the, uh, the story of the porter. God can mold us if we allow the Holy Spirit. Since the Gentiles have received uh, Holy Spirit into their life, so the Holy Spirit has perfected their uncleanliness to be clean. This is the, the, the elders decided because there was power in Holy Spirit. And this power made them to form an agreement. There is no dissident. There was no dissident when they agreed, when the elder wrote a letter and gave them the conditional requirement to follow. They all accepted. Even the Jews accepted. So, what I'm trying to tell to us well today, if we allow Holy Spirit in our life, we we'll always be agreed. There will be a perfect agreement between us. Even in the home, if we didn't allow Holy Spirit to, res, to, to reside there, the husband and wife can never find it easy. There will always be quarreling. Why do you put this one there? Why are you unclean? Where, where do you disorganize? But when Holy Spirit resides, we will never find faults. So this is a power in agreement. So, brethren, what I'm saying is that the requirement was even so easy from people who are for people who are not ready to backslide. Uh, Act 15, 17 says, so that the rest of my kind may seek the Lord, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. But we write to them to abstain from this polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things stronger from blood. This was paid for our sins. We have to note that. And that is the reason the Holy Spirit abolished that serious uh, draconian law. So that, because Jesus has already paid the price for us. So the burden has been on Jesus Christ. The yoke itself is on him. So Jesus Christ has paid this sacrifice. So he so loved for us that he didn't want us to undergo anything. Like a father will not like any of his child, we would like to even have mass work so that our children will not labor hard the way we labored, suffer the way we suffered. That is how Jesus Christ is to his children. He has suffered for us. He has carried our body. He, he volunteered to leave his father in heaven to come. Because in the only days when you sin, you will have to slaughter around, kill something, split blood, Pleaded, but now since Jesus Christ has shed His own blood for we sinner, the thing He did not know, the sin He did not committed, He, he laid it upon Himself. He carried the yoke. He carried the body. It was so they split on Him, they disgraced Him because of whom? Not because of Himself, because of us. So, and He left. 
He told us the Holy Spirit, because when they asked him, Why are, when are you going? When are you coming back? He said, He will send the Holy Spirit. And if you read the book of Acts, we see whatever they do, Holy Spirit always intervene. If you read the story of Ananias and Sapphira, when somebody kept part of the money, want to shoot the church, the Holy Spirit intervened and revealed, you kept the money for so much. See the feet of those who carry your husband. So Holy Spirit is always, through the act of apostle, Holy Spirit intervened, because Jesus Christ was no more there. So, and he said in himself that he will send the comforter to us to be, to direct us, to lead us. So, the Paul and Barnabas, they did not act on their own. They went to Jerusalem, far journey, to confirm from their superior, I would say, Peter and Paul are superior to them, in spiritual ranks, to confirm, or for authentication, to authenticate their decision. And they agree, the Spirit of God, when you are in Germany, on, um, in New York, the spirit, if it is the Spirit of God, it will be saying the same thing. It does not disagree. So, I don't want one to waste most of our time, brothers and sisters. I think the message is well understood today because there is no confusion. God is not the author of confusion. So, if he says somebody should circumcise and he says he should not circumcise again because he said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. God we are enjoying is a God of mercy. It's a God that does not want us to suffer anything that we cannot bear beyond our uh, power. So, brethren, today we have learned, we have studied how Holy Spirit can do everything. There's no power some say, say he cannot live, and God say he will live. Because the doctor can always say, but God is the owner, author of life. He's the one that created us in, in, our, in his own image. So we have all clearly understood how the Gentiles were saved by grace. That is why when I was looking for the title of the day, Samuel, some say, Law versus Grace. Some say unity, some say agreement. I, I was praying, I said superiority of grace over law. Because with law can be abolished. And God gives the law and he abolishes it for certain people. We remember when he asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, the only one. And he changed the decision, taught to test faith. So brethren, I'm here to uh, employ you not to be disray with earthly things. God is still there and he still answer prayers. And if you cannot know, the Holy Spirit will always tell you what to do and what to do. So I'm concluding to tell you that Jesus Christ says, his yoke is life. And he has, he have no yoke, there is no yoke for us because he has carried the body in himself. He has sacrificed his life. He has suffered for us. Our own now, because he said he will send us a comforter, 
We say comforter is the Holy Spirit. Our own now now is to enjoy the grace of Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's sermon. We thank you that you are able to establish yourself in our midst today. Thank you, Lord. I will pray that we continue to know you more. We pray that your Holy Spirit will not depart from us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.